0: Welcome back to Learning Curves with Liss. On today's episode, we will meet another good friend of mine, Crystal Rose. Crystal is a somatic intimacy, sex, and relationship coach, a dancer, performing artist, storyteller, writer, intersectional feminist, equality warrior living in New York City, and an all-around fabulous human being I get to call my friend and peer. Join us as we discuss body shame, that size you know won't fit but you buy it anyway, our mutual love of musicals and my lack of having seen Hamilton, advice being the lowest level of support, and pizza curves. All the links to find Crystal will be in her bio and all over social media in the posts that I share, so please go show her website some love, her writing some love on Medium. She's fabulous, wonderful, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Learning Curves with Liss. Together, we will explore an array of sexual and sensual ideas, discover and embrace our authentic selves, all while meeting interesting people along the way. Life is full of twists and turns. The growth and joy is in the curves. Candid convos about life's biggest lessons and finding your bliss with Liss. Hello. Hi. <sighs> oh, hello. I've been waiting to see your smile. <laughs> hello, hello. hello, hello. <sighs> Lipstick looks so good. Thank you. <laughs> it really does. Thanks. Thank you, thank you. I'm like, whoo, sweaty from running around. That was, that was a haul <laughs> for me. Yeah, to get your taxes in. Oh, yeah. I was the last customer. Nice. Procrastinator extraordinaire. Listen, they say procrastinators are geniuses. Mm, I'll take that. Yeah, because take we want to
1: wait until we can give the thing the most attention and we know that that is the last minute.
0: Mm. Oh, I like that. I've yeah. always been this way. I would write, like in college, I would write, like, a 30 page paper the night before with like citations and visual like everything night before yep it it, it couldn't hold space anywhere else <laughs> <laughs> I once wrote a paper uh after the class where it was
1: due because I forgot about it oh so god. I like ran to the library and thank god it was like a five page paper
0: oh, wow. but I busted
1: yeah. it out in like under an hour and I ran to the teacher's office and I was like I'm so so sorry here's the paper and I got an A on it
0: there you go yeah <laughs> I mean it's so funny actually because my parents are moving out of their house and they're like you need to come get all this shit and I'm like I forgot about that 10 years ago so it's like my yearbooks and and just like random books and stuff like that but i needed to get all of my college transcripts and all that type of stuff because i'm going back to school in the fall so i actually found all these college essays because i needed like the syllabus for my program but the college doesn't even have it anymore because they, they haven't done it in 10 years so i had to go get all my old binders and stuff like that but in there was all of these essays and like that essay that i was just talking about i got like a 94 i'm like mm-hmm you yep. <laughs> they're all A's all of them and I'm like yeah I did every single one of these like the night before totally. <laughs> well it's because you're brilliant oh thanks <laughs> I will take it right now I will take that right now it feels good take it take it, take it. yeah how you been Crystal
1: I'm good I'm tired after our last weekend and yeah. um, I'm just feeling fatigue of being um, in a zoom room with so many other people um, this is different because we're engaging with each other and it yeah. feels it feels very different but um, just sitting in a zoom room with so many people for so long um, you know and this is our second time around so it's like yeah. we've been doing this since September
0: something like that.
1: Yeah and <laughs> I'm just getting uh, tired of connecting in that way. It's I love the subject matter yeah. I think they're doing a great job. It's just the medium of Zoom is getting a little uh, tiresome for me, except for like when I'm on -on one-on-one, it feels very different and engaging.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I actually did the math and I think right now we're at like 120 something hours of training and we still have months to go. I think it's going to be like something like 220 hours by the time we're done of training with all of these skills and like it's a lot it's really a lot and this weekend was a lot it was a lot yeah it was it was a lot i'm curious um i actually uh are you drinking kombucha
1: oh oh my god your brand of kombucha
0: (laughs) is that ginger lemon yeah holy crap that's my favorite that and this one the pink lady apple Endorsement. (laughs) I thought of you when I bought it. Really? Oh, that's right. I did bring one on my on our trip. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Crystal is another one of my beautiful classmates that I was able to meet on my trip up to New York. I actually before this had Veronica with me. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I so should have like brought them together, but I'm like, no. Everybody gets their own space and then, and then we're just sure. going to have like, we're just going to have big snuggle, cuddle puddle podcasts, hopefully.
1: Veronica is a good one.
0: Oh, yeah. She's such a, such a joy. So I love this. It's like a little, little mini New York day for me. And I'm just like, it mm, so yummy. It feels so good. Yeah. So like we were discussing like the weight of this weekend and like how it was kind of like bleeding out into our lives Today, like last night and today, and we both had some, some, some feedback on that specifically for me, it was a really, it was a really heavy night for me. So I'm curious, um, how, again, like we talked about triggers and, and, and things like that this weekend. So, how that all bleeds and how like you just existing in the world you're going to bump up against other people and all that. so how have you felt this weekend and all of its weight bleeding out into everywhere else
1: yeah oh my gosh i feel so well oiled to answer this question actually <laughs> right <laughs> um so the last time we did this module i was really really triggered and mm. it was really hard for me and I don't know if you remember, but the last time we did this module, there was a group discussion about it. And I'm actually the one that like I I asked Celeste and Daniel for a little bit more around the subject and they offered the group discussion. Mm-hmm. And so um yeah, so I just brought up like I, I feel like we need a little more closure around this, or, or I wanted a little something more. And they were so gracious to say, like, how do you feel if we do a group discussion? And I was like, that feels great, you yeah. know? And, my experience is my experience. You're taking care of a hundred people's experiences. Yeah,
0: literally. <laughs> you know,
1: so it's not really um, like, I just have one experience, but they, it was so kind of them to hear my experience and offer it for us to have a um, yeah. a group discussion. And so I'm really grateful for that. But I was like, so triggered last time, right? Like mm. it was really like a miserable weekend for me in my mm. own body. In my own experience. Mm -hmm. And this time around, um, like I was having a lot of trouble with being on Zoom and just feeling myself disconnecting, like I said, just because of the medium. But again, these are all, you know, we discussed inner child and triggers and um, people socialized as women, which are all things that I want to gather so much information on. So it's not the content or anything, it was just the medium of Zoom. But then when we had that long discussion, It was really cool to notice that I wasn't triggered in my body. Mm. Um, I was, I care a lot about the subject, but to me, it more felt like, okay, I have experience in this because I've experienced some things around it and I care very much because it's an extremely important subject, but I didn't feel the like, oh my God, I'm going to die and we're all going to die trigger in my body. Yeah.
0: It was like wonderful. (laughs) It
1: felt so good. (laughs) So I was like, this is cool. I can notice the difference of the yeah. last module. Um, That's fabulous. It feels, yeah, it feels incredible. And so that was really lovely. And I'm just noticing, like, I really want some, I want more intense aftercare after mm-hmm. these, like, super long weekends. Like, I just, I really yeah. want someone to, like, me put my head in their lap and they just, like, to pet my hair. <laughs> yeah. And I just want, like... A little bit of that, just, like, very platonic, like, snuggles and just, like, get my hair and watch The Little Mermaid with me and, you know, like, just eat, like, Thai food in bed with me and... (sighs)
0: You know, my gosh, we should so get a little like zoom group together. I mean, that's like, but that's like the way to connect, at least for me, I don't have a lot of people like in my immediate kind of life. Like, I mean, I can do that with my partner. And I and I did last night. (laughs) Like I fell apart last night. And I just had like a big old freaking cry and like, and stuff completely unrelated to our day yesterday. But I was just in trigger and I was triggered because other people were triggered. I wasn't even triggered about what they were triggered about, you know, it just bled and it kept and it kept going and kept going. And I went through so many waves of everything and like I've come full circle and I learned so, 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 so much from this weekend about my own empathy and information and, um, you know, initial triggers not really mattering. It's just the feelings that are there and recognizing them. And it was a really interesting and difficult, but beautiful, beautiful lesson for me. And I love that so much. But yeah, yeah, like we should so totally have like a... (laughs) We all need to just sit down with a glass of wine and like fucking offload (laughs) and get it out.
1: Yeah, I mean... I'm so down for kind of digesting with other somatica people. I think what I'm really missing is just like the physical aspect. I'm not currently partnered in my life and that's like totally okay. Right. Um, And I feel really great in exploring my own energy and this place that I'm in. And it feels actually like really fun. Hell yeah. In a lot of moments, obviously not all moments. Nobody is like, you know, happy, happy. I don't know. It's not all moments I'll say, yeah. um, but it's definitely not fun in the moments where I'm like, I just like, you know, looked at my childhood mm. trauma and then watched a hundred people look at their childhood trauma. I just want someone to like hold me for an hour, you know, yeah. and so in those moments it can be really hard. Um, and uh, it just, the medium of zoom where it's just so digital yeah. and not personal and then being not partnered afterwards is just kind of like a yeah. it's hard for me because I want that like cuddle aftercare yeah. um, and so for right now it is hard for those reasons but I feel really good about like the path I'm on and like what I'm doing and so it's it's mm. I feel really grateful and really aligned.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, on that note, tell me, Crystal. Tell me anything you want to share. What path are you on? <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me.
1: Sure. Um <laughs> Okay, let's see where do I start? Um I've been working on a project for years now and somatica is probably going to be like what the final piece was to add to the project and then I'll be it very soon, yay! but I'm going to talk about it because I'm excited about it and uh, I want you to be on my project too, but Ooh.
0: so my, so speaking of my have- core desires, woo. <laughs> 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 I'm all yours, I'm all yours, I'm so excited. So I
1: have a project called Her Body, Her Story, and this came from me realizing through conversations and my own journey that like no matter what your body is there's a story behind it no mm-hmm. matter what it doesn't matter what you look like you could be arnold schwarzenegger or lizzo or mm-hmm. you know whoever danny devito <laughs> you have a story about your body yeah absolutely. and so i worked in the service industry and i would eat pizza and i would look at people and say hey I don't get my curves from eating only pizza and, or eating only salad. Shoot. I messed it up. Eating only salad. (laughs) And, um, so then I started to call them my pizza curves. And so then it just kind of became a thing that people knew that I called my curves, my pizza curves or my pasta curves. I Yeah. And so somebody was like, you should put that on a t-shirt. And I was like, And so for (laughs) one part of her body, her story is t-shirts. So you get to design your own t-shirt about the story of your body. So the Mm. top line is your favorite indulgence food. And then it says the word curves. And then the second line says your favorite physical activity. And then it says muscles. Mm. And so my t-shirt says pizza curves, dance muscles.
0: Yay! And
1: you get to design it however you want. And then I also created a shirt that is an ally shirt. So if you mm. want to be an ally to women, um, during me too, I had a partner at the time and he was like, I don't know what to say right now. I'm a little lost. And I just said, you just need to say three words. I believe you. Mm. That's all you need to say because yeah. that is almost never said to women. Yeah. And so yeah. I have a t-shirt that says, I believe you. And that's the ally t-shirt, which I really, really love.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. and so then for Her Body, Her Story, I interview women about the story of their body. And um, I have some interviews that I'll be editing and putting on a YouTube channel. And then I wanted to do workshops for consent and boundaries and a place where men can come and say like, I'm trying to be a good ally, but I need to ask some really genuine questions. Oh, I love that. And have women just be like, just answer them because they know without shaming, with compassion and like, these men are here because they're curious.
0: Yeah. And then
1: at the same time, women and non-female identifying individuals can share their story and men mm-hmm. um, and everyone in the group just says, I believe you. I, I believe
0: love you. that so much.
1: Yeah. And so that's kind of how I found Somatica because I realized I wanted some sort of kind of bolster. I have a lot of information in my own experience, but I wanted a certification or a course or something. And I found Somatica. Mm -hmm. And when I saw their description of what you can offer clients, it was like, I wrote it. It was just like, that's awesome. Oh, this is what I want to do. So I'm taking Somatica and I want that to really be the through line in my career. And I'm also a performer. I'm a dancer and I love to act and do improv. And so my career is really going to be in the intersection of sex and healing with art and performance. And um, yeah, somatica coaching will be like the through line. And then I I really want to do also intimacy coordination and direction. Mm. And, um, you know, there's a a really embodied like drama therapy type certification. And these are things that will fall into place over the next few years. And so I want my life to just be like somatica coaching and then Contracts of I'm doing a show as a performer or I'm doing an intimacy coordination um, contract and just continuing to be a dancer and um, I'm really excited about this path and it just all feels really good and it feels like contributes to everything else. And the more, I feel like the more embodied I become through Somatica, it will help my dancing and vice versa and all of that. So
0: mm, You're just glowing. <laughs> I love yes. it so much. You're just glowing, glowing. I love that. It sounds like you're really a facilitator of space creation yeah. and like connection. And I love that. And I really like what you were saying about like doing workshops and stuff because I'm very drawn to that as well. And just creating spaces for people to be vulnerable. Yeah, I love how people turn it like it's not a safe space like the word trigger like there's these little things where they've kind of been corrupted in a way but like a brave space I've seen used so many times and I do really like that but it's both creating a space where people can really open up and say look I I I don't know I don't even know what to say here how do I show up like what do I do like it's so huge and I think that's where growth and learning and breaking down a lot of these prejudice and just Xenophobe, like just all of it. It covers all of the bases. Is creating a space for, "Hey, I have a really hard question to ask." And can I just do that, please? Cuz yeah. I want to learn. And with things that are so charged, if you don't create that, people there's no space.
1: There's no space. And I I absolutely believe to like people need to do their own emotional labor to educate themselves about issues. You know, you can't yeah. continually ask the group that is more marginalized than you are, how to be a good ally that can't be your only way of, you know, educating yourself on how to be an ally.
0: Yeah.
1: And I do see the value in spaces where you can be, um, willing to be open and just say, listen, I'm, I'm here to be an ally, but the people who are there to answer the questions need to be in a space to be able to answer that. And it is totally okay. If people don't want to do that. If people are like, I don't want to answer questions for whoever is here to ask them, that is totally okay, you know? And so it's not going to, the formula I imagine is not going to work for everybody. And that is awesome.
0: Yeah. But at least you'll be facilitating something that for the people that are open to it and ready to it there is a place for it. Like that's like I've run into because I have a lot of in in the past issues with like my own capacity and going past my own capacity with things, especially emotionally. And when it comes to like basic, very basic things and like picking up, like if it's not someone that wants to help themselves, I throw up a wall and I'm like, I'm not your mom. I'm not here to teach you. I mean, I am because I love teaching. But like, if someone's just like, well, how do I find that information? And I'm like, And it's come up a lot as far as like, you know, understanding women. And they're like, well, how am I supposed to learn if you're not going to show me what I'm doing wrong? And I'm like, "Um, that's not my job. No. And that was really hard for me for a really long time to be able to say that. And now I'm just like, nope, it's not my job to show you how you're being a dick right now. Right. (laughs)
1: Right. And I can understand how being in a workshop like that, where, Mm -hmm. for example, men, this is only one dynamic. Right? Exactly, it, exactly. There are so many different dynamics in intersectionality yeah. that needs that um, could facilitate the same type of discussion and also be super triggering to people. Very right. and I can totally understand how a man being like, I want to ask this question of women, how that can be really triggering to women. And so I want it to be a space where it we just understand the other's experience more. You know, and I think that the value isn't that, that men hearing women's stories, mm-hmm. um, women of color, and just saying like, this is what I experience on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And in saying, I believe you, this is not saying I'm going to help you take this person to court or whatever. This is saying, I believe your experience in this. And I believe it was really hard. And I believe it's shaped the way you show up in the world, you know, and like my, my project is not about prosecuting people. It's about just opening up communication in a different way. And I think that the more conversations we have, the more we're going to understand each other. And so that's the motive behind it. And it's not going to solve everything it's just gonna I just want to have people be in the same room where they have boundaries of conversation and intentions Mm -hmm. around certain types of conversation and just hope hopefully opening up different levels of understanding the other's experience that's Mm -hmm. my
0: goal yeah I love that so much I think and it's it's not a fix it's you know but it's not meant to be it's the growing and the softening of edges and just beefing yourself up and even just the expression, even just being able to express how you feel and actually figure out how you feel is such a huge thing and the empowerment behind that. And it's like you talk about somatica as like a thread through everything. I feel the exact same way because then I know we, we've we talked about this and it's something that comes up for me all the time. It's, and it's so funny because they were like, yeah, you'll start living and breathing somatica. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> yep i mean i've been bringing it into these types of conversations and and things like that too and it's so valuable and like even last night with dealing with my partner like he he asked me he's like how can i show up for you right now and i was like i don't really know how i'm feeling i don't know i'm having trouble finding the words but you know thank you for asking and you know I'm just not sure. But if you'll just sit here with me, I think that's all I need right now. Mm. You know, but just even knowing that or just being able to say, I don't know. I'm just so confused. Yeah, that's fine. That's great. That's fucking fabulous. If you can just say I'm confused and I don't know. And if you can just be there in that confusion with me, like that's so huge good for you for just saying that, (laughs) right? It's hard. It's really hard. It's hard for a lot of people to speak up, but it's even harder for people that it's hard to speak up. But then you also haven't really had that space to figure out how you feel or how you feel hasn't been valued or listened to or heard, which is again, super common, but it's just a through thread (laughs) I'm so with you on that. Yeah, like every endeavor, every conversation, it's there and it's present and it's just a way of sh- it's just a way of showing up. It is. And literally that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's magic, everyone. Come learn the magic. <laughs> <laughs> we have the magic potion. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it's it's a set of tools, it's a way to show up.
1: It's um I don't know. I'm learning how to like, uh, be able to turn it off, you know, in my relationships with people who don't do somatic I'm like, all right, I'm going to turn it off because I just want to be your friend. I don't want to be your coach or I don't want to, you know, have the solution, you know, whatever. And that's like, people are an expert in their own lives just letting them be that is the best
0: were you a fixer before somatica though cuz that's already hard for me to turn off like even going through this and i was like all right i'm giving advice and i love that's one of the things one of the quotes from celeste that i actually wrote down she was like if you're giving advice you're not doing somatica and i was like motherfucker <laughs> i love advice i'm great at advice i'm right right <laughs> yeah
1: but or she's right. When, um...
0: I feel like we said this
1: when we were when you were in New York, but um, I heard somewhere that advice is like the lowest level of support you can give.
0: Mm. Was that Jessica? I think Jessica said that. Yeah. I think we talked about it while you were here. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But like it doesn't have anything to do with the person in front of you. Mm -hmm. it's just your prescription for how their life should go and your prescription for the moves they should take. And if people always followed your advice, they're going to be you and they shouldn't be you. They should be them. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. That was really helpful for me to hear. Yeah. I don't need to walk through the world and create a bunch of crystals. That's not what is happening. It would be a really fun world though. Let me just say,
0: I think so too
1: it would be super fun it
0: would be it would be really fun but i don't i don't want that i just want you (laughs) you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) we would all just be singing broadway musicals and like
0: oh my god mermaids and you know what's your favorite broadway musical hamilton i've never seen it I know. I've gotten that reaction from people. I remember when it was on like the Grammys or something or like that or the Oscars where they did just like a little snippet of it. When it was like first it was a Tony's. Yeah. And I was like, what is this shit? <laughs> did you watch it on Disney Plus? I no, And I've been told I, I've made a recent new beautiful friend that um Les Mis is my favorite.
1: I love lame is.
0: Love, like I'm obsessed I've been like I was a 13 year old girl like lean up against my 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 bed and like playing it in my ears and like singing and just crying yeah. crying you know and then so I told her I, I gave her the exact production to listen to and she's like I'll do it if you listen if you watch Hamilton and I was like mm, okay so okay all right I'll watch it with you Yes, I'll watch yes. it with you yes let's set that up Let's okay. set that up. I will, yes. Yay. We're oh in New
1: York. We'll we'll <gasps> watch it. And I'm really fun
0: to watch it with. I think I'm really fun. To watch um, with. I think you're fun to do anything with. I care so much about that show. I understand. <laughs> that I... That's me and Les Mis. Like, I, like the latest movie that came out, I'm so fucking angry at because I hate Russell Crowe and it so much. It. Okay. It's anyway. Painful. It's, it's painful. It's painful awful it's terrible it was bearable before him but him no Mm -mm. nope there's so many actors that
1: are not getting the work that they deserve that could have filled that role it's such a great
0: role good role oh my god yes let's we're gonna play oh my god
1: we're going to watch Hamilton. It's incredible. And um, so one of my jobs before COVID, uh, I worked, I bartended in the Broadway theaters. Ooh, yeah. So I've so gotten fun. to, yeah, it's a really fun job. Oh, yay. And so I've seen a lot of pieces of Hamilton and I've seen Hamilton start to finish 10 times in mm. on like. Oh
0: my God. Actually on Broadway. Yeah. I've never seen a single show on Broadway
1: okay we're changing that
0: <laughs> yay because
1: <laughs> it's opening in september okay not, maybe not i don't remember when hamilton's opening but broadway is open and yeah there are so many shows
0: i'm so excited
1: okay so we'll watch Hamilton and we're gonna plan for you to come up yes. to see the
0: broadway show yes oh like this just fills me so much like i've like uh, that's just something I'm so grateful for, Somatica. Too is like regardless of all the other skills and everything, like just how many amazing and beautiful people I've met, and then like specifically having our weekend in New York and having like physical connection with someone, and like you're accessible, like you're you're there, like I I, I can be in your presence and like <laughs> bask in your amazing glow, and I love that so much, and like making real life friendships and other people to collaborate with and my god even this is all it is and just recording fun (laughs) conversations for fun you know I'm so happy and complete and that just is so amazing I love it totally
1: I loved it too when everyone was here and you were just so down to do whatever you're like I don't care what borough we're in (laughs) I don't care what we're doing I'm just (laughs) here for the long haul
0: (laughs) I I love New York Yeah, Yeah. and it's it's so interesting because it was, like, very – it was very fitting that on the train you released that amazing article about – was it reclaiming your fuck yes or finding your fuck yes? Yeah, refinding your fuck yes. Yeah, and I I read that on the train up, and then before that I was kind of on the fence – and even after it, I was like, am I gonna go to this Burning Man event? Like, uh, like, it's so hard for me to get embodied. And, and, and even then, like, I, and then I just kind of was like, all right, I'm going on autopilot. And I'm just gonna see where things go. And then the next thing I knew, I was like, all right, I'm getting on the subway. <laughs> We're going to Brooklyn. Okay, well, I'm in this, you know, but I actually came away with an amazing realization from that day. And um, it was, I can get to that place I've just got some sludge to get through and I think it takes it, it just takes me longer I need the permission and the de-shamifying from other people that can drop right into it because I've not that's something I've lost as, a, as I've grown up you know through judgments of other people and and I think that's pretty you know normal I think common we'll say common you know with a lot of people but it's hard for me like when we have the dance parties in class and stuff like like I'm like okay like I'll bop in my seat I'll sing in my seat but you're never getting me on stage to dance and do karaoke ever. You might be able to make that happen. I don't even know if it's shame but it's just like oh I'm gonna be judged. I would be judging myself. But yeah, it just takes me a little longer and I need a little shameifying in order to like get into that flow of that energy. But God, five minutes there and I was just like oh I felt so much release and I'm like I'm done like going and i'm um you know uh deborah from our class oh yeah yeah of course of course she she's a burner (gasps) that doesn't surprise me no no so i might be looking at a trip to a future burning man (laughs) at some point in my life (laughs) and i think that would be really freaking could you imagine like a like a sex coach camp
1: yes I can yes I, I yes. 110% can
0: have you already I mean, thought of this are you already working on this I mean I had like a, a
1: thought in the back of my <laughs> brain like I know which camp I would want to offer like a workshop to if it was like yeah just there you know doing it
0: mm. and
1: um yeah I mean did you hear my cat I did he just wants to talk to, about sex too so Not
0: he, sure he I had to kick well, mine out <laughs> my little guy Moo loves to literally scream he'll sit like right there and scream and i'll let him out and then five minutes later he's on the other side screaming to get back in he'll go back and forth and i'm like dude no <laughs> it's so funny
1: it's so you gotta cute. make a decision it's actually my roommate's cat and Aww. he'll just go into the bathroom and like stare at the shower curtain and scream at it
0: <laughs> they're weirdos they're little aliens little aliens, little aliens. they are amazing. um amazing
1: but yes, uh, somatica tools would be really amazing at Burning Man.
0: Yeah. How they so? really,
1: really would. Um, because people at Burning Man are really looking for a transformative experience. That's, mm-hmm. or I should say the a lot of people are, um, some people are just there to, you know, fucking party, man. But you know,
0: <laughs> there's a <laughs> That's lot of people okay there. Too. Yeah.
1: That's totally okay too. Um, But a lot of people are there for transformation and letting go and healing and all of that stuff. And so Mm -hmm. people there want to feel embodied and they want to feel immersed and they want to feel Mm. connected. Um, And there's just so many camps that that's their whole bag. It's just like um, healing and um, acceptance and gentleness and compassion. And it's really lovely. Mm. And I love that. Yeah, it's really awesome, and I just think there are certain somatica exercises that would work super well, and I would love Mm. to, like, do some stuff, and uh, I think it'd be so fun. It's a really special place, Mm. and um, yeah, you should totally go. And if there's another party
0: in Brooklyn. I followed and joined that group. Yes! And they were like, you know, like, what are you interested in? And I was like, I showed up, and I was unsure, and I'm like, let me in. (laughs) let me in <laughs> I need more <laughs> please it was so fun uh yeah I was like there for an hour and I just uh yeah like so if they do that again like I am I'm seriously I'm all about it like I want to come up and like live again <laughs> yeah. and we can
1: uh look through my costume stuff I have a lot of like costumes here um, and we can do like crazy makeup yes, yes. there we go
0: I love that. It was so. It was so freeing because, like, I've always been very expressive with. Okay, I let me take that back. I wasn't always, but there was a time in my life where I was very expressive with makeup. But you know, I had a partner who was in a metal band, so like there were shows every weekend. So I was very, I was very expressive, and like I could, I could throw on like a, like a crazy glitter and like you know, stuff like that and, like, wear heels and and all this type of stuff. But there's also, you know, you're talking about her body, her story. You know, I'm at my heaviest weight right now that Mm -hmm. I've ever been. And I've been, I've been shamed by that same partner, was very shamed when I was much, 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 much lighter than I am now. So there is also an element of me that is not the most comfortable in showing myself out to certain degrees. You know, I'm very, I'm comfortable in my own skin. But, you know, again, everybody has something. So you know, it's it's a it's a different world right now. And finding things that work for me that I feel really good in, but makeup has always been a very safe expression for me. And obviously, I mean, I've had my hair purple for seven years and I'm not myself unless I am. So it's very interesting that there's so many ways that I am very expressive, but finding in something like that that I was so kind of still closed off. And and I don't know, it just it just pumped a lot of life into me. And I'm like, I'm so about it.
1: I'm so glad. Yeah. And I'm going to de shamify for you right now. Oh. I am also at the heaviest I've ever been.
0: A lot of people are.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. I had this thought about it because I have my own internalized views about it that mm-hmm. aren't helpful, or yeah. I should say aren't comforting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. that's kind of more descriptive. And I've been able to come to this place where I'm like, okay if this is what my body needed to do to get me through COVID, Mm -hmm. then okay.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: what it needed to do. And it's, you know, it's not easy. I uh, came back to New York in March and I have all these beautiful clothes that I love that I've collected. And um, I really love my wardrobe. And I was gone from New York for a year and Mm -hmm. I only had, you know, a suitcase worth and when I came back, I was so excited to wear all my clothes, and I came back to find that none of them fit me. Oh. And the other day, I like took this really cute jumpsuit out of my closet that is like summery and springy, and I knew it was going to be a little snug. And I like <laughs> hung it up <laughs> and I got my steamer out and I like steamed around the midsection and I'm like stretching Str- the fabric. <laughs> i like steaming this
0: bitch. Amazing. And, out,
1: and I was like, it's it'll work it'll it's work. gonna be fine and I like pull it up and I can't even button the first button and I was like oh and it was just like like Peter Griffin like oh and that's the sound my soul made and yeah I only have a few outfits I can wear right now so I bought some some summer dresses where I was like I need to be able to wear something <laughs> through the summer
0: I know <laughs> hoodie hoodie weather is long behind us on the east coast right now and I'm like damn it Yeah.
1: It's like, this is a really short summer dress I'm wearing right now that I just bought and I wore it around in New York today. And you know, it's like, it's dress weather Mm -hmm. and there's like very little in my closet that fits me. Mm -hmm. Very, very little. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm trying to be like, I, I am trying not to lose weight from a rushed, and like punitive
0: place mm-hmm. yeah. because I
1: don't want my body to feel like it did something wrong. Yeah. Because it didn't, it didn't do anything wrong. It got me through COVID. And if I needed to eat, you know, a few extra pints of Ben and Jerry's and <laughs> potato chips or whatever it was I was eating. Cause I was eating everything for a hot second. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Food's, food's good, man. <laughs> yep. And I was stressed as fuck, and I needed to eat. And
0: yeah.
1: uh, I think I gained about 30 pounds
0: mm-hmm.
1: through COVID. Um, and, like, okay, you know, and this is just the place I have come to, you know, like, yeah, nobody else <laughs> needs to be on my journey. I'm just sharing like my kind of thought process. And I was just like, yeah. There's a lot of people that probably wish gaining 30 pounds is all that happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Or people that wish that they could gain 30 pounds. There's a lot of that. There's a whole flip side to the weight story for a lot of people. But actually, on our trip, that was the first time I'd heard about your endeavors with Her Body Her Story. And I really resonated with that. And I was actually thinking about it and like my answer or my shirt, which I still have to 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 go in because I really want that, is you know, um, ice cream. Curves, yes, ice cream curves, because um, that's always been always 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 like I ice cream above anything and everything else, and then like right now it used to be you know my dog walking business, and I was out walking dogs and stuff like that, and even before that like I love weightlifting so much, but I'm not able to do it yet. But I just recently got roller skates and actually my partner and I after this are going to be going to potentially join the Y and doing that together because we're both very collaborative and Mm. finally found a really nice place a beautiful brand new Y opened up near us and they have everything so I'm hoping but so I'm hoping maybe in like a month or so I can officially say ice cream curves roller skating muscles. (laughs) I love it. <laughs> so that, that's my hope. And I'm looking back at that, I'm like, yeah, that's me. Because I grew up on roller skates and I've been eating ice cream my whole life. And it's just like, hell yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I love it so much. And it's so de-shamifying. Like, I got a lot of de shamefying from you. I was like, we all struggle. We all have those things in our head. For me, it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm big chested to begin with. So wait on me, it goes, it goes everywhere. It evenly disperses, but like this, I hate seeing it right here. And like, I just, yeah, like, it's there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, but I mean, there's a level of like, you could, you could be something completely different, right? Somebody completely different right now. And you'd be like, um, you fucking weirdo. Like, what are you doing? But like, why would we do that to ourselves? Nobody's fucking happy with their body completely. And if you are. Fantastic and celebrate the fuck out of it, and good for you. But it's—I think—that's probably pretty rare that people are 100% happy with every little thing about them, and it's really, really hard. I would agree. I think it's really rare.
1: Um, I think it's really rare that somebody will look in the mirror and be like, "Yeah." I, I can, I have the ability, I think, to look in the mirror and accept most of my body w- from a <laughs> place of like, uh, compassion and love. And yeah. also like having this project of her body, her story, it constantly keeps me in check. <laughs> if I'm going to practice accepting our bodies, like, yeah or if I'm going to preach it, like I gotta, you know, be aware of it in my own body. Yeah. Um, yeah. I even had somebody like, uh, was one of the first people, the first person I photographed for the project and the first person I interviewed for the project. She's a dear friend of mine. And uh, I told her that I was feeling really fat one day and she was like, hey, her body, her story. And I was like, fuck you, right? <laughs> I was like, I just told you about this. And like, yeah. you know, and it's, but it's not to say that like, because I have this project I feel, you know, like I want to parade my body nude down Fifth Avenue because I don't. Yeah.
0: Or that you're always okay with it. I think that's the beauty of something like that. It's not like, oh, I own all of this and like, oh, my shame is gone. Like some people, yeah, they can live completely shamelessly outwardly. But probably most likely I would imagine at night they're all alone. There's no other input. There's no like show or performative aspect of like yeah yeah I love my body like it's there it's it's there there. there's always something even if it's super small and I think that just because you have this project and it I think it's also really beautiful to see like you give yourself permission to also say yeah like I don't have this down and yeah I can be hard on myself and the shame is always there but that's the point it's just normalizing and talking about it rather than standing in front of a mirror and just being so brutally hard on yourself. Yeah. And I and I, I love that because for me, there's shame on having shame. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah. What the fuck is that? You're like, no, I'm supposed to be done
1: with this. Or I'm yeah. supposed to like not have these feelings or whatever. And no. like when I was ordering this dress, so I got it from Mod Cloth and I got a couple other things from Mod Cloth. and I was like taking my measurements and mm. I was, I like looked at the size that I would be. And I was like, no, no, nope. I'm not going to order something in that size. And yeah. I was just like, quit it, Crystal. And I, I couldn't accept the fact that I might be that size. mm mm-hmm. And I, so this is what I did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share. I got on the help chat, and they have like stylists you can talk to. Mm-hmm. And I, this girl comes on the help chat, and I was like, "Hey, I need some help with sizing." She's like, "Great, awesome." And I was like, "I need to tell you, I'm feeling really vulnerable right now because oh. I gained weight during COVID." Oh. And she was like, "Girl, I so feel you." <laughs> and She's oh like, my "I God. have too." And so then I told her my measurements and then she told me and confirmed the size. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I'm dancing a lot more now. Do you think I could buy this size? <laughs> and I just
0: couldn't like, and so I went with the smaller size. Of course. I was about to ask you about that. How many times have you bought something that was on the smaller size? Because you're just like, mm, I'll lose weight. I'll lose weight. I'll lose the weight. Yeah. I want it to fit me when I get to where I'm where I'm going. Yeah. Or
1: it doesn't fit me really well right now because I had a big lunch. Yeah. And and in the morning it'll fit really well. Yeah. And so part of my project is I ask women if they want to share this is completely voluntary, their weight and their size.
0: Mm.
1: Because they're numbers Mm
0: -hmm. and they don't matter. Yeah. Right?
1: Somebody decided, and it was probably not a woman. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Who decided who should weigh what and how much. And if you're this tall, your BMI is this, if you have this much weight. Mm-hmm. And even today I was at Planned Parenthood getting my last HPV vaccine
0: yeah. and it
1: hurts so much. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, get on the scale. And I got on the scale and it showed my number. Mm. I'm like debating if I'm going to say it. And she's like, Oh, you don't even look like that weight. And I yeah. was like, thanks. And she's like, you don't seriously, don't even worry. And it was just yeah. like this, like, uh, trained, like, comfort we women give each other. Where we're yeah. like,
0: no, it's fine. You don't even look like the size that you our say. Our age and our weight. I get that all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Like, no, don't worry. Or mm-hmm. ugh, just that, like,
1: patronizing, matronizing.
0: Mm. i always like to fall back on i'm like i'm five foot three the weight doesn't have anywhere to go (laughs) but out (laughs) but like for me like my main thing is is like i don't even care about like like, i want to fit in pretty close like clothes again my boobs are so big that like (laughs) i can't even fit in things because i have to buy them in like a 2xl just to fit my tits I'm not that size. Like, I, I'm i not that size. And what the hell is a 2XL anyway? Yeah, it doesn't it's matter. It's all over the freaking place. All over the freaking place. You know, and like bra companies, a lot of bra companies don't even make bras in my size. And I'm not, there are so many people way bigger than my boobs. And I, you know, um, I actually recently found out that there are uh, bra sizes all the way down to like Q, like way down the line for like really low. so like there are so many companies that are really there is a shift to much more inclusion as far as weight and breast size and and all that which is beautiful and it's really nice and there's a lot of de like I have bought this um little like dress thing that's fitted and all of that and like I was on their Instagram and I'm like where's all the curvy people like are you are you are you kidding me and then, like, some people were chiming in. They're like, oh, you have to go to their website. And so I go to their website. And I'm like, okay, there's a girl on there that looks like she's maybe 150 pounds. Like, fabulous. Beautiful. But where's the inclusion for our, like, big, beautiful, like, voluptuous, like, real bodies? Okay. Not that they're not real. But... Where is that representation? So I really value that in companies. And I think that is definitely a trendy move. Like we were seeing so many different changes. Like even in like the menstrual world. I yeah. just saw my very first ad that actually it, granted it was probably red paint. But they literally showed them squeezing out something into a sink that had red. And I was like, holy shit. Oh my god. Women exist in the world. <laughs> so mm. and I think it is just talking about it. It's just and like it. conversations like this. That yeah. are literally just honest and vulnerable. I guess, but this is what it is. There's no hiding it. Like
1: And hiding it, well, like they teach us in Somatica the practice of the shame share, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's very like Brene Brown thinking it's mm-hmm. like shame exists in the dark. Yes. And mm. you know, it that's yeah. where it can be. And yeah. um we just we just need to say it. Yeah. So I'm
0: gonna say it. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm here with you. My anxiety just spiked. You don't have to say anything. I'm I know just, that. I'm just practicing what I preach. You, you. I'm here have for you. I am here for you.
1: So my highest weight when I got on a scale. This was um, a couple months ago. I weighed 208. Yeah,
0: I said okay, it. Okay, we, we weigh the same. <gasps> like literally the same. You're so much taller than me. <laughs> Today at Planned Parenthood, she weighed me
1: and it was like 202. And she's like, we're going to take off two for your shoes. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then uh, when I did my measurements for mod cloth, she told me I need to buy like a size 16, 18. Mm. And so I bought a size 14. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. It's because." so...
0: That's my own stuff. It's my own stuff. Buying stuff that actually fits you, which inevitably will look nicer and not make you look heavier. But we still can't do that for ourselves. We're just going to shove ourselves in this smaller freaking number because it's like, oh, no. I mean, at my smallest, I was like a size two in fucking Abercrombie, which is like lord knows what size that actually is you know but Uh, at at my smallest i was muscle and i was still 138 pounds which is technically still obese and i had everyone in my life telling me that i looked too skinny and i lost too much weight what is that messaging i felt fucking fabulous yeah you know and that's the messaging that i got they're like your face is too skinny you lost too much weight I'm like, no, you're just not used to seeing me with less curves because I was still very curvy, you know. And I don't even want to get there because it's not about numbers. And, like, I went through this whole ridiculous cycle of un- unhealthy habit with scales that was brought on by unhealthy relationship with my ex in the gym and all that type of stuff. <laughs> and it came a point where I was like, dude, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing it. Yep. Scale. Like, there isn't a scale in this house. There is not a scale no. in this house. I don't and know, the last I- time I went to the doctor... And they and they weighed me, and this is the only reason I know how much I weighed, weighed because it was like two or three months ago. I was I even told her I was like, look, I'm not looking down. Don't tell me, please don't tell me. I don't want to know because I really don't. I'm trying not to care. <laughs> Can't say I don't care, but I'm trying not to care. And I'm like, because it doesn't matter. I know how I feel in my own body, in my own skin, in my own clothes. I know how I feel naked with my partner and with myself, and that's what really matters. And I know that information and I own that information. But then, of course, I was logging in because I was getting test results. and I logged into my online portal and there it was. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> they need to have like, you know, when you scroll
1: Instagram and it's like a post from. Yeah.
0: Restricted. And they're like,
1: Graphic content.
0: Please click to consent to see. <laughs> That's got to be a movement in the medical field. Mm-mm. Come on now. Oh
1: my gosh. I had a similar experience the first time. So uh, right before I left the West coast and came back to New York Mm -hmm. after I'd gained the weight, Mm -hmm. I was at a friend's house and she had a scale Mm -hmm. and I looked at it and I was like, like trying to decide if I was going to get on it. And I told her, I know that I have gone over the number that I never wanted to see on the scale. Mm-hmm. I know that I have without even getting on the scale, but if I don't get on the scale today, I can still say I've never seen this number on the scale. Yeah. And I was like, that's just interesting to observe, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's interesting to observe about what was so important. Mm-hmm. To me, that I have to be able to say I've never seen this number.
0: And then it's also like if you had gone through with it or did go through with it or like seen that number, you have a full on shame over. You're not getting anything positive out of it. It's not it. like you're also going to like miraculously. like If they told you, they were like, OK, we're going to tell you how much you weigh. Do you really want to know? Because if you do know and you want to know, we'll tell you and you'll lose 20 pounds.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> sure, yeah. Now that right. I know, I can
1: have something to I don't know.
0: Yeah. There's nothing positive that comes out of it. And I think that's the shift um, that was so huge for me. That was just like, how do I feel in my skin? Totally. That's it. That's
1: it. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. I did get on that scale. And that's how I saw the, the 208. Yeah. And I was like, wow, it's even eight pounds more than I thought
0: that number oh would be. I had the exact <laughs> same experience. That's amazing again, I don't think this is an uncommon thing. I mean, obviously our experiences are very individual. It's very personal for each and every person, but we're not
1: alone. We're not alone. And it's like, there's a reason we keep saying, like women keep saying this. There's a reason you say I had the exact same experience because it's systemic. And that's why, even though I have her body, her story, I can feel like, not that having this project makes me like a guru in body image. Mm, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And that's the point that like, even yeah. though I'm like focusing a lot of my effort on accepting bodies or celebrating bodies the way that they are, mm-hmm. I can still at the end of the day, look in the mirror and be like, I would love to alter this. I would love to change this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a journey and mm-hmm. I'm just trying to tell my body, like you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You got me through COVID, like half a million mm-hmm. people died in this country
0: mm-hmm. and they would
1: give anything or I can't speak for them, mm-hmm. but I imagine trading, being on a ventilator
0: and 20 or pounds. gaining 30 pounds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, and so I, I hear that and feel like it's my job to be really grateful and kind to myself yeah. in my body and obviously, you know, in how we interact with others, too. But it's
0: a practice. It's a practice. But I think the biggest thing and I really, you know, we're still getting to know each other and, you know, everything's still new and fresh and exciting. But there's there, you know, just to... um Shine a light on a beaming light <laughs> that you are. You know there you, vulnerability in in the in the work that you're doing, especially around like body shame and and this specific this one big but also uh, compartmentalized ish part of the work that you're doing. Because I know you're doing so 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 much more, um, but the vulnerability that you have, and again, it is very de shameifying. And so far in our interactions, that for me personally, there's so many amazing things about you. But for me, that has really felt so, so, so good from you. And I just want to thank you for that. Because it really does, you just make me feel so good and accepted and understood. And... I really appreciate what you're doing because I, without a doubt, that's just going to resonate through everything you're doing and everyone you reach. Mm.
1: (laughs) You're just like nourishing me after yesterday. (laughs) I just feel so good. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) And thank you for being who you are and you, I feel like, are super connective too. You're like, hey, cool people, let's be cool (laughs) together and let's connect. Because we all care about this really important stuff. yeah. And I feel like this really wonderful, like childlike hunger for experiences in you. And it's like really, it's really refreshing and lovely. You know, I didn't know you before Somatica, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But you have this like, yeah, childlike approach to experiences, which is just so fun because it's just like, you can just make magic and like play and squishiness
0: with that approach
1: and it's just yeah, really it feels cool. good <laughs>
0: yeah. it feels good oh, I, lo- yeah. I love that that means so much to me and it really is that it's just like yes all you cool people let's all come be cool together and like accept me and want me yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? but that that's what it is and it's just something like I have all these like really cool people now and I'm just like let's all hang out and party in New York. (laughs) Mm. Crystal, I fucking love this conversation I already love the hell out of you I'm saying fuck yes to getting to know you and uh, yes. spending time with you and continuing on this journey and celebrating all of the amazing things that you're doing I want to give you a couple minutes just to say where people can find you and my god please go find this woman she is incredible <laughs>
1: uh the easiest way, uh, is just to go to herbodyherstory.com. There's contact in there. There's a way to, um, find like, you know, um, how to be interviewed. Um, You know, if you want coaching in New York, that's how you can contact me right now soon. So my coaching business will be Your Body, Your Story. Uh, And so the website will be forthcoming for that. Yeah. I love that. That's the first time I've
0: heard that. Yeah, that is like perfect. I know. I love it. I have a yes. brand
1: and I, um, also have, um, his body, his story and their body, their story, because, you know, if I want to expand one day and I have some mm-hmm. kind of vision for that too, but Incredible. for right now, I'm just starting with her body and your body. And, um, so the coaching will be that your body, your story, but you can find me on her body, her story for all of the things. And, um, yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram it's the Manhattan mermaid with a period in between the, it's like the period Manhattan period mermaid.
0: I love it links <laughs> so that- for everything. I'll get links for all of that. So people, yeah. will, I'll, I'll, I'll take the work away from people and they can just click <laughs> and connect with you because trust me, you're going to want to. <laughs> yes. And follow this woman and go to her for your coaching needs too. And <laughs> follow
1: this podcast and all the stuff Mm. she's trying to do
0: and hopefully you'll hear lots more of crystal and i will hopefully get lots more of crystal in my life because i feel so connected and drawn to you and this just feels really really nice thank you so much for joining me and hanging out and um we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do our movie night uh yeah let's let's talk i'm i'm Ah. like yes fuck yes fuck yes. it's been almost
1: a year since i've watched hamilton
0: Ooh, yes too long okay We're doing it. It's happening. (laughs) Thank you, Crystal. Uh, Thank you. Big love to you. Bye.